Hey athletes, I'm Adam. And I'm Lindsay. And this is Burpee Nation. Burpee Nation. Oh. Should we do it again? No. Good enough. Hello and welcome into this episode of the Burpee Nation podcast. We are going to have a guest on today, as you probably saw in the title. Lindsay here and I will talk to Hunter McIntyre, known from many things really. Yeah. Spartan Games, High Rocks, Tough Mudder X. Yeah, OCR. OCR. I think he's done CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. um, Done a bunch of stuff. So... Uh, we're going to talk to him about OCR Stars Season 2. He did Season 1 last year, and he's bringing it back this year and giving away a Jeep, which is pretty cool. Like a real Jeep. Like a Jeep Jeep, like a car. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we will talk to him a little bit. You'll get kind of a little info on Spartan Games. I mean, he didn't have a lot of information, but what he did have, he... Nobody does, though. Right. He, he had sh- more information than anybody else that we talked to. Yeah. <laughs> and he shared that with us. So uh, we will talk to him about that. We will talk to him about High Rocks. He has the singles and doubles record yep. at this point for the men. So very impressive. Uh, if you're interested in signing up for OCR Stars, you can look in the link below. Uh, we do have video highlights already up on YouTube. If you want to check out some of the video from the interview, uh, that's you can find the link on our Facebook page down below, on our Instagram pages, mm-hmm. pretty much everywhere. So um, we'll talk a little bit at stick around for after because we'll talk a little bit about what we have coming up. Yep. Uh, in the next couple weeks or months, even. Um, so let's just play the interview, and then, like I said, stick around, and we'll have some more info to come. So here you go, our, our chat with Hunter McIntyre. Sorry, I'm just looking at my phone. I'm fucking been in the mountains all day long. I looked at it and I was like, got to do this podcast. And I read too many texts. So uh, I'm good. <laughs> um, we're up here at my training cabin getting ready for the Spartan Games. So three workouts a day for the next five days. And then I get to taper off. Where's your, your cabin? Is it like a super secret location or something? Not really. <laughs> Probably. Pup- I think actually, if you type my name in on the internet, you can like find my address very easily, which I didn't know. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, I guess it's public record, but uh, this one's just outside of Big Bear, like kind of on the same mountain range, just a little bit further north towards Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're way out there then. Yeah. Where um, are you guys? We're in PA, uh, kind of near. Like Blue Mountain, Palmerton. Mm-hmm. I was just talking about that race yesterday. It's a really hardcore area. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it's it's probably what we're forty five minutes away, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, in between there and Philly. So very cool. Well, yeah. thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks yeah, for man. taking thanks the for, time. Thanks for coming on. Um, wait, side note. I feel like this is the first time I've heard about uh, the new. Is this for the, like the new Spartan Games? Yeah, Spartan Race is really extremely unorganized company, so I think I've done more PR for them than they can do for themselves. Uh, they are having the Spartan Games Season 2 in Big Bear starting the 18th. Um, of so, October? Or November? Yeah, 18th of October. Oh, wow. October. Okay. Do you know how they like chose people? I feel like we've talked to a shit ton of people who were like, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I'm just in the dark as you are. Huh. Um, yeah, so 
I don't even know if it's going to happen. It's one of those kind of things where I, I know it's happening, but at the same time, who knows? Interesting. Uh, so I've got it on my calendar, uh, and I'm up here in the mountains training for it. But right. until the day shows up, like last time, especially because it was in the depth, like really in the depths of COVID, I didn't know until like I literally showed up on location that it was happening. Wow. Um, yeah. Do um <clears throat> do you know who else is? Have you heard who else is going? I'm, I don't know if it's like out there yet or whatever. I know a couple uh, people have said they're going. The best rumor that I have, and once again, I just. I cannot confirm any of this as reality uh, that they're bringing the same three people that were on the podium last year to defend their podium positions okay. this year, plus X amount of more people. That makes sense. Cool. That does make sense. Now, how long is that going to, how, how much time is that going to take? Is it two weeks, three weeks? No, it's three days. It's three days. Oh, really? Three, four Just, days. Oh yeah. I guess last yeah. time it was only four, right? Yeah. It feels longer than that, but it's, um, I guess 10 workouts, three days. So Simple math. Same thing. I assume you don't know what workouts are until you get there. No, I think they kind of give us just the basic, like make sure you have a bike and make sure you have a swimsuit and make sure you have running shoes. And then the rest is kind of in a hopper of, of randomness. I wonder how much more they can, like creative they can get though with like right. the running, the biking, the like, swimming, like how much can you... At least you... the endurance stuff. Right. Right. Like what else? Well, know. if you think about it, like a company like CrossFit um they're extremely unique and they're extremely versatile and they have like an incredibly uh developed staff in preparing for um for the crossfit games every year i think what spartan race is doing is basically the big bear event is the two days before it and then they're just going to use a lot of the gear i'm assuming that they use for big bear um championship race to host this event that makes sense yeah um interesting yeah that's i mean it's I assume, like, I've never been out that way. I'm assuming that's more treacherous terrain than you guys dealt with last year in Vermont, or is it similar? No. Vermont's actually really sketchy. It's uh, okay. it's a much bigger map. It's it's a smaller mountain. I mean, uh, but it's, it's just rocks and root and shale and a lot more water. Like, so there's just it's wetter ground, and out here is bone dry. Like, you know, it's uh, it's okay. going to be pretty pretty sturdy and easy trails um there's like you know out there where there's a bunch of trees there's also a bunch of like low brush and roots from the trees here it's just gigantic pine trees with like probably 10 to 20 feet distance between all of them so it's very easy to kind of navigate that terrain only the difference is in this time is there's altitude are you more comfortable in that kind of setting than uh, compared to last year or doesn't matter I wasn't really training endurance last year, so I think probably the only thing that I have going for me this year is I've definitely put a bigger emphasis on training for endurance. Whereas last year, I was just I just had come off doing Murph and I was doing a lot of like bodybuilding and CrossFit style stuff. And this year, I would say more than fifty percent, like sixty percent of my to seventy percent of my endurance uh, work is endurance. Okay, you gotta. I assume, uh, other than beating Atkins and maybe winning the whole thing, what, do you have any specific goals going into it? Not really. I mean, like, it's like, I don't know. Like, you know, I think if you were a professional basketball player, you wouldn't say, like, I want to shoot more three throws or three pointers this game. Like, you just would have the goal of winning. Right. Okay. Um, if you shot more three pointers in it and you had a better game than last time with hitting more three pointers, that's a plus. But for me, I just have one focus. Like, I immediately understand that he is been putting more endurance than I have. So he'll probably 
have a leg up on me endurance. And then I've been probably putting in more strength work than he has. So I have a leg up on him in strength. So the reality is, um, I have to win mine and he has to win his. And then the real game is who's going to get the better placements in the categories that they're weaker in. Yeah. I'm curious. Uh, you know, they had Kurt last year, former NFL linebacker and stuff. So I'm curious who, what fresh faces we're going to see this year and, you know, how they're going to do the events tailored to everybody's strengths. It was kind of, I feel like the, I don't know. I don't want to say it was like tailored to kind of Atkins and Lindsay's strengths, but I mean, obviously like with, Spartan stuff, they're great. And with endurance stuff, they're great. And I feel like there was a, a lot of that. And then there was like what wrestling was, uh, and then maybe the heavy lifting, like the Highland games or whatever those were yeah. called. I'm wondering if they're going to kind of add a few more strength things in this time around and maybe like get rid of a, an endurance thing or Spartan thing or what? I think logistically it's cheap and easy to make people go for really long periods of time. True. And, um, and I think it's interesting to an extent, uh, I think that if they want to increase the challenge of the events, they're going to have to come up with better ways of testing athletes rather than being like, like, it's not that complex for me to be like, Hey, guess what? I want you to go run for five hours. And you're like, Oh shit. That's just a really <laughs> long period of time. Of course right. it's going to suck and be hard. Well, what about if I told you, like, if I took you to the track and I was like, Hey, we're going to do um, like a track and field day. We're going to do a 100 meter hurdle, a 400 meter dash and a one mile run. Those are three logistics that they're going to have to deal with. And even though it seems really simple on paper, it's just more for them to deal with. But I think you'll find a better athlete by testing those three things than you would for sending a bunch of people out into the woods and run, make them run for five hours. That's my bias on athleticism. Um, but you know, we'll see. That's why I'm not an event coordinator and I'm just a participant. <laughs> no, I agree, especially as like a watcher, like somebody watching everything. Like it's so much more, I mean, watching like Atkins try to deadlift, <laughs> for example, like versus, you know, watching like the run and then watching the swim, like that gets a little competitive, like all the endurance stuff. I feel like was compet or not a like repetitive yeah. to watch yeah. over and over. Do as many laps as you can right. in, in five hours right. or whatever. Like how Vers much of that can you watch? Right. Versus watching the strength stuff like that. That's what, you know, intrigued me. Well, I think that's kind of, um, I, I think that's what they have to do to make things super interesting yeah. for our sport. Uh, and I think they have a really good opportunity. It just depends on how well they're going to execute. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping a lot, uh, for this year and making things super interesting. Like, I don't know if we're going to wrestle again. I'd kind of like to wrestle again, but if it wasn't there, I'd actually be pretty excited to see what they put in its place. Mm -hmm. So like stuff like that. Uh, I think just for me as an athlete, it puts the hairs back up on my neck just because I understand like how intense it's going to be. Um, and I think that would happen to almost any athlete I don't, other than like an Olympic wrestler. I don't know anybody who would get into that. Even an Olympic wrestler probably in that situation would probably be like, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> um, that's a huge football player that I have to wrestle up against. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I hope, um, I really hope that we go in that direction, but I'm prepared for whatever. Yeah. There, there's a lake right there, right? Isn't there a big bear there, lake? There is a lake, but if I had to guess i'm guessing we're gonna swim but it's probably not going to be as crazy as you think it is um well, i was wondering if they would throw in like a triathlon or something like that it'd be interesting for sure 
I don't know if it's going to be a triathlon though, just because one thing that I've been thinking about the whole time is just permits. Yeah. I don't think that's true. I don't think they put the time into getting permits. And I think getting permits for things like that are actually a lot more complicated than all of us can imagine. Yeah. Well, cause they, I assume they need to get a permit to fly the drones and camera permit stuff. To fly the drones. You probably. have to have, you have to have special people in the water. You have to have special permits for the water. You have to have a permit that's going to take, allow people to use the road to get to the water. So blah, 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 blah. Oh, the logistics. Yeah. I'm glad exactly. I'm glad so, I'm not in charge of that. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm, I, I do that. All that stuff in my head is yeah. I take a piece of paper out and I look at things and I'm like, what's the cheapest and easiest way to get this thing possibly done? Like I even assume that because they rented the mountains that I, I haven't really put a lot of flat running in because I'm like, Honestly, I don't think they're going to take the time to take permits out for flat roads. So they're going to keep us on the mountain. So I just switched all my training up to mountain running the past couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, well, good luck. I mean, um, I'm kind of hoping they show a little more full event rather than just little clips here and there. I think a lot of people have that same mm-hmm. thought. Like it's, it's interesting to, I mean, obviously a five hour trail run, you probably can't really do. But as far as like when they did the deck is strong and everything, I would have loved to see the entire heat go by so i'm kind of hoping production wise they do that but but good luck but i want to we want to talk to you about ocr stars i know um that's kind of why we're having you on and like you said spartan games can can do their own promotion for that but ocr stars is kind of your thing and you guys did it last year and you're doing it again this year um for anyone who maybe missed the missed the boat last year i think honestly i don't think i heard of it until after it started so i kind of i kind of missed the boat myself what what is it? How can people get involved? Um, and, and kind of what's entailed there? So OCR Stars came out last year because I was sitting there with my family on the 4th of July and they had just canceled one of the bigger Spartan races. I can't remember which one it was. And I found out that they were going to cancel North American championships. And I also had just found out that they were canceling um, some of the events in Germany that I was going to do for high rocks. And I was like, Oh my God, that's like, I know, I usually know this stuff before anybody else does not maybe the pros do. And I was like, if everybody's going to be out of something, then like I'm losing my mind up. There's going to be a lot of people who've lost their mind on this thing. So first of all, I thought about it from just like this big hole, nobody has anything to do. And I want the community to continue to be motivated. And I don't want our sport to kind of crumble and disappear just because of COVID. And our, our sport's based on participants. Like we have to keep participants involved and we have to keep sponsors involved. Like we have to keep them interested. Otherwise they're going to go to things that are better suited and more viable of an opportunity. And then I thought about people like, like VJ at the time, like where that guy was young enough, where if he missed two years of competing in sport, he likely would have to probably go and do something else with his life because you can't just like wait for a sport to maybe come back. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to put a bunch of cash. I'm going to raise a bunch of money and I'm going to get a bunch of cash for the pros to continue to make earn money in this sport and keep them focused on it. I'm going to bring all the best sponsors in so that all the athletes continue to work with the best providers in this industry for whether it be gear, nutrition, whatever. Um, and I'm going to bring in the best media teams, my buddy, Nick, who's a great um, you know, videographer, and I'm going to film the whole thing. I'm going to give people an opportunity to compete. I'm going to give people an opportunity to make money and I'm going to give people an opportunity to to watch and be entertained. And I basically ran it as a fundraiser. You know, we, we made, uh, we gave away over $42,000 in, in cash. We Oof. gave away tens of thousands of dollars worth of product. Um, we, you know, we hired people that had been let, uh, basically let go during COVID and gave them jobs. So 
we really brought the industry back together, at least as well as I could provide. And this year, I wasn't planning on doing it again because I, it killed me last year. It was so much work. It yeah. was, it was like, I don't know. It was just like digging a hole to China, but like every five seconds, like for some reason, my compass leading me to China changed directions. It was very, very difficult logistically. And I didn't make any money off of it. Like I barely just skated by on it. And it wasn't my goal to make money. It was my goal to like create an awesome opportunity, but I realized it like killed me in the process. And then I was like, I'm never doing that again. And then this year, Spartan decided to remove the protein. And I was like watching everybody go up in arms. And I was like, this is exactly what I didn't want to happen. I was like, this sport absolutely gave me everything that I have today. And I'm not going to allow this thing to collapse in on itself because of the restrictions and um, basically degrade degradation that uh, COVID's put upon it. Spartan obviously doesn't have the funds to continue to pay for people to go to races. If that happens, then athletes are going to stop competing. And if athletes stop competing, then all of a sudden people's interest is going to kind of fall off. I understand it's more of a participant um, sports, but at the same time, the professional level, I really still care about it because it's what really made me as an athlete. So I was like, I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to continue to pump up the cash prizes. I'm going to create even better opportunities for the athletes. I'm going to bring in new athletes. I'm going to bring in new sponsors. And I was like, what can I do this year? That's going to completely blow everybody's minds. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to give away a car. I was like, nobody in the industry has ever given away a car. So I was like, I'm going to somehow find a way to get the money to give away a car and give away a Jeep. I always thought it'd be so cool if in my, in my career, I could have earned the opportunity to win myself a car, to go to all my favorite races, to go to all my favorite trailheads, put all my gear in it. And I was like, what's the best kind of car there is for that? And I've had four Jeeps now, so I'm going to give away a Jeep. Um, we're giving away a Jeep Renegade. So, you know, the whole thing, I'm not going to lie, has me on the edge of my seat every <laughs> single day. I'm probably on two or three calls or podcasts like this every single day. And it's one of those kind of things where, I understand like it's a ton of risk. I think my overhead for this, this season is $65,000 and that includes cash prizes, Jeep staff, um, all logistics. And, uh, you know, for that, I need to have over 1500 signups just to break even. And, you know, a big part of that is basically communicating to the community. I'm like, understand that like if you are very passionate about this sport and believe in it so much and you're somebody who loves doing this like this is basically i'm trying to carry the torch and continue this thing so if you do believe in it i hope you stand by my side in it and continue to compete it's not a spartan race it's not an obstacle course race it's a, it's a great test to get our community to come together and work out during a challenging time and if we all come together and put all of our focus in on and all of our energy on it the whole world's going to take notice and that we're going to be able to continue to grow this sport in the right direction so that's kind of my elevator pitch for anybody who doesn't know about it. And um, I'd love it if you support it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, obviously a great reason, like the, the meaning behind it. There is actually meaning behind it, I guess is, is the right way to say it. But um, for the Jeep, you, that's not performance based, right? From what I understand, it's simply like a raffle. Anybody who signs up gets the chance. And it's like, just like we just gave away an ice barrel. I think just over a hundred people signed up during the week that we gave away the ice barrel. And we picked somebody and I think his name's John. Um, sorry, I'm a little out of it, but you know, <laughs> that person, what happens is we collect all the emails out of that and then we put it into a, a device. You click it, it goes, brrr, boom, picks a name. Okay. So awesome. what happens is, is you end up coming um, after a bunch of paperwork, you get yourself a Jeep. 
And uh, for people like logistically over in Europe or Yugoslavia or you know South America, the likelihood of you getting a Jeep is not going to, unless you want to come here and pick it up and fill out all the paperwork and drive it home, we're not going to drop it off, to be totally honest. So we'll have to just basically give you um, the same value in cash. So, okay, yeah, but, um, you know, obviously everyone has equal opportunity. And I think that was a big part of it for me. I was like, there's a lot of people out there and uh, who will never get the opportunity to be stand on top of a podium and win a big cardboard check worth a lot of money. And I was like, I want to get back to the community that really pays for the majority of what we're doing. So I want to give back to the open wave. Yeah. If you sign up for any wave. I was going to say, I think that that kind of helps get more people involved. Like it's kind of the whole point of it. You know, if you're like, Oh, I'm going to give a Jeep away to the person who wins. And it's like the person who wins probably won some money doing whatever they're doing Mm -hmm. um, or something like that. So it's, I think it's a good idea. Like those people who don't get a chance to get, like you said, the big check or the podium or the podium. Yeah. They get to right. Nine times out of 10, the people who walk away with the big cash prizes have already won a bunch before. Right. So, yeah, you know their name, <laughs> like all that. Yeah. They, they got, no, uh, I, think the real, I think the real winner is not going to be the actual prize winner of cash. It's going to be the person who walks away with Jeep. That's going to be the true champion. Yeah. yeah. I think, what was it, That's Happy awesome. Gilmore, where he goes in his car and he's just got a bunch of those big checks yes. in his back seat. <laughs> you know, you don't want one of those people winning. You want somebody mm-hmm. like somebody out there listening. So, um, how many events is that one? It's like one a week, right? Or something like that. Yeah. We do it just like the CrossFit Open. And the reason uh, it's three weeks long and, you know, you've one week to get each workout done. You, you get released on Monday and then by Saturday at noon PST, you have to have it delivered and, you know, all put into Comp Corner, which is the database that collects all the information and ranks you. And, you know, if you're going to be a contender, your goal, like you obviously you really need to have for like the run, the three mile run you need to record on your phone or your GPS. As soon as that's done, just go to Strava and just put the link and embed it. It's very easy on the website. You just click copy and paste like any link you have on your computer, embed it, click it on there. My judges can click and then all of a sudden see, hey, you know, this person ran a 15 minute three mile. Like this is the clear champion or this person ran Mm -hmm. like a one hour long three mile. You're not the champion, but maybe you won your age group. Right. And, uh, and uh, for events that are in the gym and physical, um, event two is uh, one rep max deadlift. This is for all the people that can't lift tires. It's just a reminder. Um, you have zero to seven minutes to do that. And then you have three minutes rest. And then on the 10th minute, you have five minutes. So 10 to 15. Men put a uh, 35-pound dumbbell between their legs. Women put a 20-pound dumbbell. You do as many pull-ups as you can as long as you're chin goes over the bar and you come back all the way down, that's one rep. And then you can drop the dumbbell as many times as you want, but get as many reps as you can. And then you have three minutes rest. And the last one is complete uh, dead hang. And this one's called the grip gauntlet. So, you know, it's all different kinds of tests of grip strength for athletes. And that you and, probably would want some like video. You have to yeah, have video. You have, you have to, uh, what we do is we use a um, wad proof app. It's super simple. Basically what it does is it shows a timer on the screen as you're being filmed. It's really simple. Then you can just take that video link that you have saved in there and just put it right up. Piece of cake. Like this could all be done by fifth graders. And um, <laughs> I want to remind people that I think a lot of people are like, this is crazy. Like the logistics behind this are a nightmare. I'm like, most of you guys have figured out how to leave your house, get on a flight, fly to a location, rent a hotel, sign up for a race, compete in the race, and then find all the way back to your house. So if you can logistically manage that, you could definitely manage the computer version of what we're doing. 
Well, and I'm sure yeah. like a ton of people too did like virtual races, like we did virtual 5Ks where we right. had to do the same thing online. So it shouldn't right. be that, you know, crazy. It's not rocket science. Right. Uh, and like, you know, I think I'm a really big fitness fanatic and, you know, the open has always been something really exciting for me in CrossFit just because like every single year I could test myself and really see, even if I don't continue to pursue CrossFit, I can see where I stack up regionally, nationally, globally. And I think it's really interesting. Like we don't have very much of that in our sport. Our sport's very regionalized and it's very like, even at world championships, often a lot of the best athletes don't show up. Like I think Dubai is probably going to have less than 50% of the field that we usually see. So if you are in like, you know, the tip of Argentina, or if you're all the way in Asia, you can both do the same exact workout in the OCR industry and really see where it stacks up. And I really think that's another way for us to really build our community. And I think through doing workouts like this, you can really be able to understand where you're at at your base every single season and then go on and improve upon it for the rest of the year. Now, as the, you said, you had mentioned about, uh, for like the running, you know, doing, using the GPS or whatever, and then doing it through Strava. Is it based on Strava? Cause I know like, this is just a random question because I, I have like a Garmin watch. Sometimes I'll run, it'll say six miles. And then I open Strava up and it's like 5.98 miles. Does it? Well, the reason why we run it through Strava is Strava is the best GPS, GPS analytics company there is. And, you know, from uh, basically, I think the safest way to do it, honestly, is record it actually on your phone and record it on your phone and immediately upload it, upload it because the data points that Strava actually has on the application is better than that of most of our watches. And we, we won't. We don't take a Garmin link. We only take Strava links and Strava is absolutely free for anybody who's listening. It's super easy to use. And, you know, we have a partnership with them already and we love the company. I love the company. Um, and I basically want to have the best integrity possible for this. You know, every single, in every sport, people are going to try to cut corners, but this is the best way for us as a company to try to find, um, you know, the purest scores in the sport. Yeah. And that's kind of why I ask is like, for anyone listening, I would recommend then, like you said, just use Strava because yep. I've had that happen to me. The last thing you want to do is go run. You think you ran three miles at a great time and you stop your watch and it says 2.99 and you're like, well, shit, now I got to go do it again and run an extra 0.1 or whatever. So I, I think yeah. using Strava is probably the most direct way to just do mm -hmm. it. I mean, I, half the time I have my phone on me anyway while I'm running and it's not like it adds a whole lot of weight. It's going to make me slower. Right. If you can't make it three, if you can't make it three miles holding an iPhone, you're, you're in big trouble. For the rest of it. At least I don't even know why you do obstacle course racing. This is too much. Um, before we let you go, I, I do want to make mention of some of your recent accomplishments with High Rocks because you you have you still have the singles record, right? I know you. Yeah. Uh, I guess in, in uh, Germany, you didn't end up walking away with the singles win, but you still have the record. And now recently, you just got the doubles record, right? Mm -hmm. So what yeah. was the difference there between, I guess, the two records? Because I know, is it a little bit different uh, strategy-wise for doubles? Because I'm still a little unfamiliar with how doubles works. It's like you can do however much rest you need to, right? Or something like that. On the fitness stations, you can split it up as much as possible. On the running, running you have to do completely together. Um, okay. There's like no break. Uh, you know, the I think the only reason, you know, 
there's definitely times that I've been like super focused on high rocks and there's times that I haven't been focused on high rocks this year as I've been in, in quest of setting the, you know, 200 plus pound marathon record. I kind of let go of all the fitness that it really takes to, um, put up a good time for high rocks, at least like the best time in the world. And like, I could see, like I, you know, I started out this season by running a 58 and I kind of glided into that. And then all of a sudden my next race, I ran a, 61 which is my slowest time ever and then all of a sudden i came to leipzig our world championships and i ran an even worse time 61 something and i was just like fuck this and i got really upset with myself and um i basically just fasted and lost 10 pounds quickly in two weeks and did a ton of crossfit workouts and i we just crushed the world record and um you know for for a person who would be competing in singles versus doubles Singles is very much like a very lactic acid muscle based um, stimulus. Like it's super, super pumpy. Like your arms are totally pumped for wall balls. Your legs are totally pumped for sleds. Your arms are totally pumped for sled pulls and lunges or like your legs are totally messed up for uh, doubles. You're, you're, everything's lighter and it's so much faster. It's never really getting into your muscles. It's just all lungs. So it's like, you go, I go, you go, I go, you go, I go back to our run. We're at a five thirty pace. Go, 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 go. So really like at the end, I walked to the, I literally walked into the start line and it wasn't a problem at all. And we probably could have taken another minute off. It's just, it was such a packed venue that we, we couldn't get through the crowds, but um, maybe it would have been a little bit more sore if we'd maxed out, but it really wasn't that bad at all. But there's never a time that I've finished singles without being just wrecked for days. Because, you know, if I asked anybody in the world to do 100 wall balls, they, even the fittest people on earth would be like, yeah, that kind of pumped my legs a little bit. And then all of a sudden add seven more stations on top of that okay. that are all very, very high volume. So plus 8K. Um, yeah. And it's it's just the weights are very, very challenging, especially in the United States. Like um, I think everybody at this point who's competed regularly and has competed on both European um, soil and American soil can honestly say that the American competition is about five minutes, three to five minutes harder than the, um, than the, uh, competition in Europe. It's just very, very different. The sleds are different. The carpet material that they use is different. Um, the weight's the same though, right? Just the, it's the same. Uh, it's hard to explain, but basically these sleds, um, like, you know, you have to understand everything's based on surface space and surface resistance. Right. So it's just a totally different sled. And the way that the, it interacts with the carpet is very differently. Like I can, I can run with the thing, like all, I hold all the records in the United States for all the stations. And then if you come over to Europe and you look at the records that they hold, these guys are all faster than me on stations by, by like a minute plus. It's wow. crazy. It's so interesting. Um, at least on the sled. So it's, it's hard because, um, the reason why it's different is because they have two equipment providers. They have equipment provider sponsor in the United States versus equipment provider in the one in Europe. And they're totally different materials and totally different, um, sleds. So, you know, from a logistics standpoint, they have to keep it that way from a racing and record standpoint. It's very different. Yeah. And you, so you mentioned, what what marathon did you run? You were trying to run a, a record for somebody over 200 pounds, was it? 
yeah, earlier this year, I ran a marathon for the first time ever. And I was like, well, that was fun, but like, I don't want to do it again unless I try to set a record. And I've always thought it'd be interesting to try to set the world record for the fastest marathon and run over 200 pounds. And I've done all the math and researched it and I'm close enough already. I just had to put in specific work and I put in way too much work, um, to be honest. Like I just allowed my ego to get towards it and, um, it kind of wrecked me. I hurt myself earlier this summer, but, uh, it was just kind of more of like a science project. I was like, how can somebody with this big of a body move through 26 miles faster than anybody else before? So it's just a lot of calories and specific training. And um, I think I'm taking a little bit of a back burner on it because it wrecked me so badly and I want to come back to center again, but uh, it's something in the near future. What is the record? When? No, what, like what's the time? best like really documented one was 242 and then there's somebody else through all these blogs that claims to run a 237 so like this mm. is just at the six minute flat pace and um still flying it's fast it's yeah. really really fast and you know you have to understand uh i can make i can make this very uh you know very easy for anybody to understand um go run a 5k right now everyone will probably post their time then i'm like then go put on a 20 pound weight vest and you will all likely drop two minutes. Right. And most people who are listening to this probably don't weigh 200 pounds. Like most people in our, like Kipchoge, I think weighs 115 pounds. So for him to have the same kind of stimulus that I'm having, he would have to wear an 85 pound vest. Mm -hmm. uh, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. 85 pound vest. And he would have to cover the same amount of distance and you know, that's almost hundred percent of his body weight. Right. So it's interesting. Like it's very fascinating. He's able to run as fast as he does, but most people aren't five foot four and weigh 115 pounds. So. Well, that was, that's, that's always my mindset with running is when it gets into running season, I, I'm like, I need to drop a few pounds because the lighter you are, the, the faster you can run. I mean, you know, yeah, logically. You can't hide. You I'm can't curious, hide from that factor. I'm curious what marathons those two times were from, the 37 and the 42. Like, is it hilly? Probably pretty uh, No, I'm I gonna, don't think so. I, I mean, that. I think I think one of them's at Chicago. Chicago's a fast okay. course. Yeah. And there's um there's a Facebook page and Instagram uh, Facebook page and like a some kind of other page. It's called Clydesdale something. And there's some guy out of Pennsylvania who runs it. We've been trying to get a hold of him for a while. Maybe we know. Clyde's still running used to re be really, really big back in the day. And now it's kind of taken just a back burner just because the way everything ebbs and flows, like remember skateboarding used to be huge. Right. And then all of a sudden it kind of died off. And now I feel like skateboarding having a resurgence and now it's in the Olympics again. So, you know, things will ebb and flow and kind of sports marketing and industry. So hopefully I can bring it back. That's probably tricky too, because you need yeah. to go as close to 200 as you can without accidentally going under 200, I would assume, right? Like you don't want to be at 205. You probably want to be like right at 20, two, 201. 200.01. Right. Good math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of tough to do. Um, well, that's exciting though. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. So what after, you know, after Spartan Games, you have OCR stars and then do you know what's next after that? Or you're kind of just going to see, see what I'm you gonna feel I'm going to turn like? off. I'm just going to turn off my cell phone and then <laughs> go into the woods for about a week or two. And I'm going to give my company over to my assistant and I'm just going to disappear. There you go. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk to anybody. There you I go. talk to too many people. Turn it uh, 
literally <laughs> it's I, I do it once or twice a year while I go into the woods for about five to 10 days and backpack with friends. It's just a really great reset. Yeah. You don't need to, you don't need to answer for anybody. All you need to do is just wake up in the morning, eat something and then walk and sit down wherever you want, talk about whatever you want, have zero responsibilities. There's responsibilities when you get home, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's, yep. uh, it's a very uh, cleansing feeling. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's that is awesome. cool. Well, good mm-hmm. luck. Um, thanks for joining us, obviously. You yeah, know, good we luck appreciate it. Spartan Games, good luck with OCR Stars. We'll put the... Um, we'll put the... I'm counting on you two to sign up. If I can't find your guys... Dude, I want a Jeep, up, so I'm yeah, sold. Right? <laughs> I'm coming to Pennsylvania, and I'm going to give you guys a spanking. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll definitely sign up, man. We don't have much going on in... No- we have one race in November, no. so yeah. I mean, what? we have no excuse. Yeah. No excuse, so... We'll put the link cool. in the description, too, so anyone listening, they can just yep. click right on there. Yeah, and just so everyone knows, this year is um, we have the individual series and then we have the team series, which is like the gym series, and it's meant to be like a relay. All the workouts, uh, if you don't want to do it as an individual and just want to hang out with your friends, which is awesome too, all the workouts are the same, but the way you do it is you split it up. And I got inspired by watching the Olympics for this. Um, Like the team series, if you did a three-mile race, one person runs a mile, then you pass off the baton, a.k.a. the phone. Uh, and then the next person runs a mile and the next person runs a mile. Oh, that's cool. And then like in that. section B, uh, workout B, someone will tackle the deadlift. Someone will tackle the, um, pull up, someone will pa- tackle the max hang. And this is all because at OCRWC, they have a running specialist, an obstacle specialist and a strength specialist. Yeah. So I wanted to have the similar vibe and I had so much fun doing those. So hopefully people have a similar experience. That's cool. That's, that's cool. Awesome. As long as we get, you know, over that 1500 mark, maybe Maybe you'll give away another Jeep next year for anyone listening. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He's like, I hope That's so. incentive. Like, I, I really want some. <laughs> I think the thing is, is like there's going to be this like critical mass where we hit such a big number that we're able to make a really big impact and start to bring some more energy. And also, we want to have a physical event in 2022, similar to like the CrossFit Games kind of vibe. But it's really kind of geared towards our sport. Like we'll do a, like a VK, like a person, but find out who's the fittest athlete to climb to the top of the mountain really quickly. We'll do a king oh, of the cool. rig. We'll do the king or queen of the carries, blah, blah, blah. So we'll have That's things that are really sweet. specialized towards us. And um, obviously like I have to get my feet off the ground before I sink myself any deeper into the quicksand. <laughs> but um, that kind of help happens through the support of the community. So thank you guys for having me on. And uh, it was a real pleasure connecting. Right, so there you go, Hunter McIntyre, talking about a whole bunch of shit. Whole bunch of shit. Um, OCRStars.com uh, if you want to sign up for that. Like we said, link will be down below, um, and pretty much on Instagram and, and everything like that. We'll put just look in the description. You'll find all that. Yeah, and I think everything is still ongoing. I know just today they announced the winners for the beer mile. Male and female. Yeah. So OCR stars that competition doesn't start till November, but I think they're doing other stuff with before then, right. like leading up, I guess. Right. Um, Lauren Weeks, who we interviewed, how long ago uh, was that? A few weeks ago. Yeah, one. She um, did the female. I think her post said like she didn't 20. think it was a good time or something like that. I mean, seven minutes is impressive. In general, let alone having to drink four beers right. in the process without vomiting. <laughs> right. 
Um, <clears> and for then, you, so those of you who don't know, beer mile, you drink a beer for every lap yeah. on a 400-meter track. Yeah, um, she had to so chug her beer and then, and you then do, start her first do four. Yeah, you do four laps, four beers, and I don't think you can vomit. I think if you do that, you get Wolf. disqualified, yeah. That sounds so fun. I know. Um, and then Cole Schwartz won for the men. Finish time was 6 minutes, 12 seconds. So did you know? Yeah. Uh, so what did you say that time was? 612? Yeah. The record? Beer mile. Is 424. Mm, wow. But, so it's uh, Corey Bellamore ran okay. a 424 in 2018. That beat his previous record, which was 433. Where's he from? Um, I don't know. It doesn't say. But his latest record was actually erased because he got disqualified for leaving four and a half ounces of beer in his bottles. So oh. I guess you can't leave like any beer. Yeah. That's got to be tough because like if you get any kind of foam in there, like how do you deal with that? Ew. Yeah. Ugh. And then running. Beer foam. Yikes. Um, yeah. Either way, there's a bunch of people who have like under five minutes and that's... Ridiculous. Um, but what type of beer are they chugging to? I don't know. I think so. I feel the, like that... It has to have 5.0 or higher in alcohol concentration. Okay. And chugged from a 12 ounce can or bottle that has not been altered. Or higher. Because I feel like if you're chugging a Corona versus Guinness, like. Right. It's the. <laughs> Corona doesn't have five alcohol by volume. I don't think it's probably like four something. Right. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so he got DQ'd. And several other top 10 finishers actually had gotten DQ'd. So, no, there was one guy who he took home the title. He ran it in 450. He was the only one to do it under five minutes without any violations. That was 2018, though. So that is insane. That is wild. That's crazy. Uh, So, yeah, that was slightly off topic. but (laughs) um, So, yeah, if you want to check out. Anything else with this, our YouTube, all that kind of stuff, we'll put that right below in the description. It'll be on our Instagram pages, our Facebook page. Just go check all that out. Coming yep. up October 30th, right, yes. is Citizens Bank Park Stadium in Philadelphia. Stadion. First stadium. Oh, yeah. That's right. You're, are you excited? Yeah. It's no. going to be fun. No, stadiums are really cool. They're not like... I mean, I I get more enjoyment out of trail races. Everybody's probably a little different, but they're still fun because you're in a stadium. You yeah. Know, you get to go through locker rooms and on the field and like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It'll be different. I just like frolicking through the woods. So if like, you, where do I frolic? On blue yeah. Shoes? You know, we'll, we'll save this question for when we do the podcast on the stadium. But think about this. I don't know how many stadiums you know or have been to. But I want to know, and if you're listening, let us know what you think. Where, if any stadium in the world that you could have a Spartan Stadium race, where would it be? Beaver Stadium. No, we're going to talk about it on the podcast for that. This is like a little homework. Think about it. Get back to me. You're giving me homework? Yeah. Get back to me. Ew. Anyway, and then November 13th, we're going to Fenway. First time there. So that'll be fun. Um, and then Florida, uh, Florida, December, mm-hmm. we are scheduled to go to central Florida for the Spartan trifecta slash tough mutter <laughs> weekend. Yeah. Weekend. Like it's going to be crazy. So, um, as of now, I think we're going to do the beast 
and the sprint on the Spartan side, and then the 10K, which is the middle distance for the mudder. Yep. Just because of logistics, we can't do the full-length mudder, and I'd rather do a sprint than a 5K mudder. Yep. So uh, that's our plan as of now. That could change, but we'll see. Um, we'll have coverage of all that okay. stuff. Um, you wanted to mention... Me? Yeah, we've gotten a couple comments from people. Oh, yeah. Saying like, hey, we saw, like, I saw you. Right. Uh, at a race or something, I think most recently it was at at Mountain Creek in Vernon. Yeah, we had somebody we, say they saw us. And... Well, yeah, there was a there was a few comments, but I wanted to make a point to be like, come say hi. We don't bite. Well, Lindsay does sometimes if she's hungry, but I'm usually hungry. Yeah, but we try to feed her uh, pretty frequently to keep that from happening. That was just a one time thing. I think it's a three strike rule, so she's still okay. Look, I'm sorry I bit you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, say hi. If you see us, say hi. If you recognize us, say hi. Um, you know, I've had people comment on Instagram and be like, oh, I didn't, didn't even know that was you that did this podcast. Like, so check out our Instagrams, interact with us. We love hearing from people. Mm -hmm. Uh, let us know what stadium you want to run a stadium in. I know Spartan actually did ask that question on their Facebook page like a couple months ago. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, so... Um, I do remember that. Maybe if we can get enough people that say like certain ones. I, yeah. I think this year they have one at um, Notre Dame Stadium, the college. Yes, that's They've right. done Lambeau Field before in the past, which is kind of cool. Um, so we'll be at Citizens Bank in a few weeks. Uh, but all right, well, let's get out of here. Um, not sure next week's episode TBD yet. Stick around uh, we'll probably announce it on our pages when we figure it out. Uh, but definitely uh, Citizens Bank Park in a few weeks. Uh, but other than that, uh, thanks for checking us out if this is your first time. And if you're returning, thanks for coming back. And hopefully we will see you on the next episode. Yep. Bye. <laughs>